Welcome to another episode of the New York City K-Pop Queens. I'm your co-host, Emily. And I'm Charity. Happy Thanksgiving week. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. For those of you listening in the United States, it's Thanksgiving. We're very thankful for many things this year. So we just wanted to start off and say happy Thanksgiving to all of our listeners. Big week this week, as always. Maybe the most highly anticipated album of the year especially in K-pop. I don't think that can be argued. BTS B album is out. We will be giving our full review. NCT, the second part of the Resonance album. Resonance part two came out this week, so we'll review that for you. We have a super fun Thanksgiving quiz you don't want to miss, plus concert reviews. Stray Kids concert was this weekend. My voice is still hoarse from watching. I apologize, (laughs) but you'll hear our whole breakdown on that. There was a really cool concert called Unite On, a live concert, and some of our favorites performed. Super M, Monsta X, Itzy will give you a full rundown, plus K-pop news, poll results, song of the week. We have a lot to talk about. Charity, how are you doing this week? I'm good. Happy Thanksgiving and also almost happy birthday. (gasps) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Emily's birthday is on Monday, guys. Yay. My birthday is November 30th. Happy birthday to my fellow Sagittarius Queendom listeners out there. It's SAG season. Let's do it. (laughs) Trust me, I'm really into astrology and like obsessed with being a Sagittarius. So... I feel like the next month, it's my time of year. Really exciting. So thank you, Charity. What are you doing for Thanksgiving? Let's talk about our plans a little bit. I came down to see my family in Virginia. So I'm very, very happy and thankful to be with them as always for Thanksgiving, which is always nice. When I lived in LA, I missed 10 Thanksgivings because (gasps) it was, yeah, Uh. it was so far to travel for such a short time off. So I just didn't go for that long. And then when I moved back to the East Coast... It's been so much easier, so I'm very thankful for that. Yeah, for sure. It makes a huge difference. What are you doing? Family. I'm in Pittsburgh with my family. We'll have a Thanksgiving celebration. So yeah, same thing. It's my favorite time of year. Thanksgiving's actually my favorite holiday, and I think it's because... I just love the food and mm-hmm. watching the parade and, you know, helping my mom in the kitchen. There's so many traditions yeah. that gives me the warm fuzzies and it kind of kicks off the holiday season. Mm-hmm. So I love this time of year and I'm really grateful I get to spend it with my family, sending love to everyone listening. We hope you have a happy, safe, warm, cozy Thanksgiving and be careful. Obviously, COVID is still a beast that's ruining everyone's lives. Can't get rid of this thing. So everyone, please be safe and be careful out there. It's real and people are getting sick. So I know it sucks, but celebrations may be a little smaller, a little quieter this year. Mm-hmm. It's okay. We're all in it together. Yes. And there's some great K-pop content. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing so, so, life these days. Silver lining, <laughs> as always, in this coronavirus year. What a great year for K-pop 2020's been, and we are finishing strong. So there's something for all of us to hold on to. Let's get into it, though, Charity. You know, we have a lot to talk about, and I want to talk about the poll results. Last week was our biggest episode ever of the New York City K-Pop Queens podcast. So we want to thank everyone for listening. We really want to thank the Secret Number fans. 
We'll get into that during shout outs. But our first poll was a question about the girl rookie groups we reviewed last week. We reviewed ESPA, SM's new innovative girl group that we've talked about quite a bit. And they had the biggest debut on YouTube ever. And then we reviewed Secret Number. And they're from a smaller label. But to be honest, Charity and I both really preferred them. We were excited to kind of find them. So we asked which group you prefer. Secret number one by a whopping 89% with over a thousand votes. Amazing. Amazing. (laughs) Remember, the queendom and the fans have spoken and you're the rookie girl group that everyone's in love with. And it's so well-deserved. We really, you know, we really vibe with them. So it's cool to see that people are responding so strongly and so passionately for them. Thank you all so much for voting. Our next polls center around our ultimate K-pop fantasy groups. That was such a fun segment. And thank you all for responding the way you have. You know, we weren't sure if people would listen to that and be like annoyed or (laughs) think, I don't care. This is stupid. We loved it, but you never know what the reaction is going to be from the audience. And you guys seem to really, really love it. And you enjoyed kind of seeing the reveal of our group members and hearing us talk about it. So thank you so much for that feedback. We really appreciate it. Cause again, that was probably my favorite thing we've done all year. Oh my God. So fun. It was so fun. So the first question was out of the two overall number one picks, who would you choose? Cause that was a big deal. Who are you going to pick first? Cause if you don't know, we each picked groups of seven members There were a lot of parameters. You had to have two singers, two rappers, a main dancer, two wildcard members, and then you had to designate who your visual is and who your leader is. So we were serious about this. This wasn't just random pick your seven favorites. It had to be kind of a complete group, and we couldn't pick the same members. Mm -hmm. So it was really important who you picked first because that meant, you know, now I can't pick charities. So Charity picked Show New. From Monster X, and I picked Jungkook from BTS. Jungkook won 69 to 31%. The Queendom voted that they would pick him. I'm not surprised. I feel like Shonu is so slept on, and that's fine. I'll he keep is. him all to myself. No, for sure. <laughs> he is. He is. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you. I wasn't really shocked by that before those reasons. Yeah. But yeah. thank you all for voting. And then we also did. We asked you to vote on the groups. Whose group was your favorite? And that's a really hard question, but I think one of the pluses with Charity and I when it comes to these type of things, we have different tastes. Mm -hmm. So we're giving you really different groups and a different vibe, different weapons. I think that makes it, just trying to be objective, I think that makes it really fun because it's not two of the same things. Like it's very, our taste is very different. So the Queendom's taste is different too. My group won, but it wasn't a landslide. It was 58% to 42%. So there's a lot on both sides that dig our vibe and kind of what we're doing. So uh, congratulations, Charity. We, I think we killed that. I think our ultimate groups would legitimately be amazing. (laughs) I wish. I mean, the happiness that that would give me to see my ultimate group be together. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah, that was a really fun segment. Again, thank you all so much for listening and for interacting and kind of telling us who you would pick and which group is your fave and why. We really, really, really appreciate it. 
If you want to interact with us, please give us a follow. We're on Instagram, but the best way to vote in the polls, it's Twitter, NYC, K-pop Queens. Give us a shout. Give us a follow. We want to be friends. So please, please, please follow us and let's chat. Speaking of our amazing queendom, we have to give a shout out to Jakarta, Indonesia. The queendom in Indonesia period showed up this week. We saw you all listening and we're genuinely shocked by the numbers. So thank you seriously. Like these two girls in New York City who are passionate about K-pop and talk about it every week. And we have people from around the world tuning in every single week. It's humbling and it means the world to us. So thank you so, so, so much. Everyone in Indonesia, we love you. Thank you for listening. Secret number fans, we also want to give you a huge shout out. You came out. Massive numbers. Santa Fe, New Mexico, shout out. Seattle, Washington. Our friends in Milan, Italy. Dublin, Ireland. Adelaide, Australia. Thank you so much for listening. We really, really appreciate it. We see all of you listening every week. So thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And if there's a group you want to hear us talk about, if there's something you think would be a fun segment or you have any feedback for us, good or bad, let us know. Give us a shout. We love to talk to you. So NYC, K-pop queens. I think it's time we get into this BTS release, Charity. I've been dying yes. to talk about it on air. You know, Charity and I text each other, but we try to hold back so we can give you our honest opinions. It's not a recycled conversation. So we've been dying to talk about this. BTS released their album B, B-E, at midnight on Thursday. So technically Friday. It's doing a lot. There's a lot to get into, but we have to say the biggest congratulations to BTS. This is a historic week, not only for BTS, but for K-pop, for our genre. BTS was nominated for a Grammy. Oh my gosh. They oh, got dang. the nomination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. no, no, like, Oh my God. I like wanted to cry. I'm not even kidding. Like I got very emotional. I did too. And I was, you know, I was tweeting that morning and trying to be really philosophical. Look, the Grammys, it's great. You know, I hope for BTS, they get it because they really want it, but it doesn't matter in the long run, you know, and, and, and I will say all of that, support your faves by putting money in their pockets and buying their albums. Mm-hmm. Grammys are political. The best people don't always get nominated, all of that stuff. And, and I trust me, I still believe that. We'll get into it. But as the nominations came out, I was getting so nervous. And I was getting more and more nervous as ones that I know they submitted for, they weren't nominated for. Going in, I thought their best chance by far was best pop duo or group performance. So when that came up was when I was like, this is it. If they're going to get nominated, this is what they're going to get nominated for. And when they announced it, I just was like screaming. <laughs> you don't realize how bad you want something until it's right there. And then I was just like, it's so exciting. And they're up against heavy hitters. You know, like how many times have we heard John Cook talk about Justin Bieber and do Justin mm -hmm. Bieber covers? He's nominated against him. So it's like, this is a massive deal. Ariana Grande, Lady Gaga. It's a huge category. And this isn't K-pop. This is best pop. So to me, this is further kind of signaling how global K-pop is yeah. and how K-pop is infiltrating the music scene in the United States. So it's just like 
a really, really exciting moment. It's an exciting moment for Asian representation. It's just a really, really, really big moment. And I know other K-pop fans are disappointed their group didn't get nominated. That's completely valid. There are certain groups and certain people that I feel like deserve so much credit. But BTS has been doing this for seven years. They are the biggest K-pop group in the world. And they've put out nothing but good content for years and years and years and never got any credit. So they're finally kind of getting their due. And they did everything the Grammys told them to do. They've Mm -hmm. played the game. If everyone doesn't understand what that Dynamite release was about, (laughs) we talked about it. But, you know, it's they had to do an English song that was three and a half minutes that had that predictable pattern, shorter rap verses. Like they, trust me, like that's what gets you in America. They they did, they played the game and they got what they wanted. And just for, I mean, I'm happy for them because I think had they done that and not gotten the nomination it would be a real colossal disappointment because they did kind of veer from what they normally do with this all English song that was a lot more basic in sound and Mm -hmm. look basics, not bad. It's just, it was to me, it was catering to the American audience and American radio and it worked. It's their biggest hit by far. They're killing it. And it's brought in so many people who never heard of BTS or who wrote off K-pop music because of the language barrier I mean, it's done what it needed to do. So congratulations to them for doing that and executing it well. They deserve it. You know, this will be their third year. If if they get to go to the Grammys, if this was a normal year, this would be their third year attending. Last year, they got to do that little performance with little Nas X and they Mm -hmm. ate up every second of it. In my opinion, this means they'll get a solo stage, which they've wanted for so long. Yeah. To show the world what they can do. I hope if that's the case, we hear more songs than just Dynamite. I would like to see some variation. I thought when they did Boy With Love on Saturday Night Live, they were so smart to do Mic Drop as the other song Mm -hmm. to kind of show what they're capable of in a lot of different sounds. I'm hoping for something like that. Who the heck knows? But the big news is they got nominated. So congratulations. The video of them up at 2.30 in the morning in Korea watching it on their couch. (laughs) Yes. Jungkook and Namjoon, I think that's how we would react. <laughs> yeah. That's how I reacted. I was at home watching it yeah. on Twitter, the live feed from the Recording Academy. Huge day. Congratulations, BTS, and congratulations, Armies. I know we all mm-hmm. feel like we did this with them, but like, I was, <laughs> I uh, trust me, I teared yeah. up those happy tears. Uh, <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome time. The Grammys will be on January 31st, so I'm thinking it's going to be more covid It probably won't be. I know. Imagine how they would eat up that red carpet. Right. Imagine they deserve to do their performance in front of a packed auditorium. Like I want them to be standing ovation from all of their idols. Like it would have, uh, it's just such a shame that this happens to be the year. So frustrating. I know, but who knows? Maybe they'll get to come to LA. I would love, I would love it if BTS got to travel to LA in January to personally attend. We'll see. Fingers crossed. But let's get into the big release of the week. B is the name of the album. It's seven songs. And then what they call a skit, it's just a recording of them reacting to getting Billboard number one for Dynamite. Mm. (sighs) Okay, before we get into the album, I just want to say we gave Blackpink a lot of 
grief for this, so I'm going to say the same thing with BTS. Mm-hmm. Eight songs is not an album. This is not a full album. This is an EP, in my opinion. This is... Yeah. or what Especially because the skit is not a song. Exactly. We got seven songs. So yeah. this is a mini album or what we call an EP. So I just want to get that out of the way. <laughs> and I also want to get out of the way $50 yeah. for... 50 US dollars yeah. for a mini album. Why? It's it's ridiculous. And and uh, you know, I think the whole thing is most people don't even listen to it. Like I don't have a CD player yeah. at home. I never listen Same. to the CD. You buy it for the pictures and yeah, the, yeah. the collectibles. But I agree with you. I think asking people to spend $50 on an album that you put seven songs on it doesn't sit well with me. A lot of a it lot doesn't. of fans are younger. A lot of people save up to be able to buy one album. I mean, this is, that's a lot of money for anyone. So I don't like that either. That felt yeah. a bit icky. Yeah. Cause the other albums are no more than $40. And yeah. even that's a, like very high end, like normally yes. like 25 to 35, 35. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. When I saw when the pre-sale came out and it was $50, I thought, well, maybe this is for a special edition. Maybe no, they're all yeah. not going to be that much. I think, I think that's a little bit, you're asking a lot from your fans. So yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to put that um, out there. Cause I was like, Oh, that's no, I agree. Icky. It's technically yeah. listed at 48 right now on Amazon. They, they, they're giving you $2 off everyone. Just so you know, right. <laughs> steal, but, but I agree with you. I think <laughs> in general, charging that much for albums, I don't want that to be the precedent for K-pop because yeah. like, that's too much. It's too much. Granted, you get a lot of stuff. I, I get it. We're buying it for the pictures and posters and photo cards. But I, yeah, yeah I agree with you. Seven yeah. songs, come on. I'm not going to pay. It's too much. Yeah, yeah. So with that. With that we, out of the way. Yeah, we had, <laughs> we had to get that out of the way because those were some negative things. Not negative, but kind of critiques of like, eh, mm-hmm. this is too short and too expensive. Let's talk about the actual content. So the single is called Life Goes On. What, do you, what are we thinking, Charity? What did you think? You still loading them and heating them up with all your single shit you've been dropping. You feel me? Loading them up on. It, it only takes structure. And, and, you know, just paying attention to the climate of the game. Yeah. Know what I mean? So do do your homies uh got a role in your in your little you mean? Yeah, yeah, we all we all artists over here, man. I'm trying Oh, yeah, I'm trying I'm trying I'm trying to get them on there. Yeah. Look, 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 look. We all artists, man. We go you feel me? We going to have this like Bro, me and my man, like me and my man Kyle, we be like, I don't know, we play, we play with this <laughs> shit right now. I gotta lie, we play with this shit right now for for. I gotta lie, don't play with it. Take that shit serious. So, again, I tried to just, like, set my expectations so I wouldn't be completely disappointed. And this is not to be negative. This is not to be a negative Nancy at all. But I, I didn't expect to be blown away just because, I don't know, I just didn't. I was I had hopes that I would be blown away, like the Love Yourself yeah. series. Yeah. But it was fine. The album was fine. The song was fine. <laughs> I liked it. Am I, you know, playing it on repeat over and over again? No. Yeah. You know, was was I happy to get new music? Yes. Did I like some of it? Yes. Yes. Was I like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever? No. No. I'm just being honest. Like, no, it's I, not their best stuff. I whatsoever. agree with you. I completely agree. I think 
Okay. <laughs> Y'all know how much we love BTS. I genuinely, yeah. genuinely, genuinely love BTS. They're the reason I got into K-pop and they're always going to be my K-pop home. Uh, there's mm-hmm. something that feels like home with them. Yeah. Yeah. My expectations therefore are very high. I think this, the song is fine. It's okay. It's mid-tempo. It has some interesting harmonies. I don't think this is the right follow-up to Dynamite. When you release a song like Dynamite, and you get all these new fans, especially in the Western world that speak English, you don't have to do an English song for your next one, but you need to do a fast dance, poppy, mm-hmm. intense choreography. Show these people you just brought in who you are and what you can do. Yeah. They should have done a fast, intense, sweeping music video, big, beautiful, crazy storyline type of music video with big choreography. I understand that this is COVID. This is the album they wanted to put out. They had creative control and this is what they felt was genuine at the time. And they clearly stuck to their guns and did what they wanted to do. I just think from a business perspective, right after Dynamite, this wasn't the right single. It hasn't performed as well. And I I see a lot of armies on Twitter getting upset about that. Look, it's a mid-tempo song. If you want to talk about COVID and being sad, you've got to give people that really slow, sad, depressing ballad. Let people then get into the emotions where it's so emotional, they feel it. When you do a mid-tempo song like this, those emotions are kind of in the middle. Mm -hmm. It keeps the emotions trapped with the style and the pace of the song, in my opinion. If you want to do a dark song, make it dark. If you want to do it, it'll be okay. We've got some hope then go there and make it fast, happy, joy. But this middle road, it just felt a little bit, I thought the video, like, let's actually talk about the video. The video is fine. It's really well shot. John Cook directed it and you can Mm -hmm. tell how much he loves his members. Yeah. The moments when Tay is driving, I thought were the most effective. And then when they drive by the stadium, oh, Emotional. Like I just felt like I was just like, oh, really emotional. Oh, and there was an yeah. emotional part with Jin when Jin yeah. is in the living room and he has that moment where everything stops and it gets quiet. And he's that then they're transported by themselves to the stadium, performing to an empty stadium. I thought it was very powerful. You know, it reminds you, Jin's the oldest member. This isn't going to last forever for him. Whether they get their enlistment pushed back a couple years or not, they will still have to enlist. Mm-hmm. I, it did make me emotional. It definitely did. I just think, and this is my personal opinion, this isn't now like a knock on the song or how I don't like the tempo or the structure. I don't really want to watch stuff about COVID right now. I don't, I'm sitting at home in my pajamas watching TV and being bored and frustrated that I'm missing out on opportunities. Mm-hmm. I don't want to watch stuff like that. I want to see something else, some escapism, some a different world because this is my world and my reality. And I understand that they want to show us their, you know, their reality and everything else and how they're getting through it and kind of give a hug to armies. We're all in this together. I get the concept for me personally, it doesn't work because we've had access to them throughout this whole COVID. So I already know that what they've been doing and how they feel about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I agree. Like when you said the song is in the middle of the road and I feel like that's kind of like the album. Like it's just. It's there. It's fine. It's there. Yep. Yep. It's not awful. It's not 
out of this world. Not at all. Not at all. I just think it doesn't hit the way I would like it to. I think also because expectations were so high with this album, I would have released this as a COVID mixtape. Right? This should have been called COVID mixtape and it would have been killer Mm -hmm. to have it be a formal album with the promotion they're doing. I agree. I don't think it's the best look. I don't think it's the best thing they've done. And at this point in their career where they're getting so much hype, so much attention, they just got a Grammy nomination. This is the most recent material that people are going to have their hands on. And in my humble opinion, I don't think it's the best representation of who BTS is and what they're No, not at all. And also, I have another thing I want to talk about. Yeah. Before we get into our favorite songs yeah. of the album. Yeah, because there are favorites. Like, we're not saying yeah. this is the worst yeah. album, but we need to be honest about Honest, yeah. I was under the impression that they had control and were taking ownership of everything, the seven of them. That no one else is going to be involved, that it was all on them. However, when you look at the track list of who was involved, yeah, it is not all them. Yep. So it is technically not self-produced. Yes. It is a collaboration, which is very different. Very different. And I think K-pop fans and K-pop world, you need to get specific with your language because I completely agree with Charity. When I saw the track list and saw there were other songwriters, let alone Mm -hmm. producers, this isn't a self-produced album. That's not what Mm -hmm. self-produced is. And if you don't understand that, I don't know how to help you. They were more hands-on in the Mm -hmm. artistic side of the album. They were more hands-on in the production and development of the album. That's an accurate statement. Yes. Saying it's self-produced, that's a complete lie. It's a lie. (laughs) Self-produced means you write, mix, edit, produce, do the whole thing yourself. That's a self-produced album. Pick it, doing the photography like this podcast <clears throat> is self-produced by us. No one helps us. It's all on us. Yes. We are self-produced. Not to compare, but I'm just saying they, most of their stuff is self-produced. Most of their yep. stuff is self-produced. Like you don't see a lot of other people. But and again, I'm not trying to, you know, throw shade or anything. I'm just trying to point out that don't market something because again, that's another expectation I had of same. It was all them. And then you look at the listing and I'm like, wait, that's not what you said. Same. Like if you're going to say self-produced, just you have to know what that means because then it's a little bit shocking for all of us. When I read the Wall Street Journal article a couple of weeks ago, which was a great article, by the way, mm-hmm. they were talking about how they submitted for the songs and they were still competing with their normal songwriters. Okay. Interesting. And I will say to BTS and Big Hit's credit, they haven't mentioned the self-produced thing for a couple months. They've yeah. they've taken back that statement and have said we're more hands-on. But when you say something like that, you're giving your fans all this ammo to say, my group's produced the whole thing. My group's self-produced. They're not. And it's not a good look. Again, like if you're an artist and you write, produce, mix your whole album, but somebody else does the photography and the album art, that's a self-produced album. Mm-hmm. Self-produced is the music side. The album art, the photography, directing your own music video, that's just being that's really different. hands-on with the creativity, yeah. with the visual creativity. And that's still impressive and cool. I think it yeah. gave us insight to how they see things. This was an important album for me to see who BTS thinks they are, who they want to be, mm-hmm. what direction they want to go. I mean, I'm happy they did this. But yeah, I agree with you. I think the language needs to be clear for everyone. This isn't a self-produced album. That's not what that means, period. 
It's not open for interpretation. I wonder if they tried to and Big Hit intervened. Right? That's what it makes you feel like. It undermines them because that wasn't accurate. So again, and I've seen people arguing about this on Twitter. No, self-produced is this. That's not, you guys, we're telling you. (laughs) We're from this world and this industry. That's not what Mm self-produced is. So careful with language because it'll blow up in your face when people from the music world get a hold of that and say, wait a minute. Yeah. Not a, it's not a good look. They clearly were way more involved in picking in the songs, the concept. And that's great. That's amazing. That's what they should have said. Yes. They, they should have led with that because it just makes the expectations be very different. Yeah. And then you have to answer to that. For sure. Later. And people were saying, well, Taylor Swift does the same thing. No, she doesn't. Taylor Swift writes her music, it, yeah. but she doesn't see it self-produced. No. I've never heard her say she produces her own albums. Ever. Me either. You have to, you just have to be careful. And to me, that was kind of maybe there's a little bit of competition and concern because there's other K-pop groups getting a lot of credit for being self-produced. Mm-hmm. That's my two cents. There's another group that's scary in the world of K-pop. We'll get into that later. But there's a specific group that. I think other groups should be concerned about at this moment. <laughs> so just everyone stay in their lane, do your own thing. You don't have to be self-produced. We're, yeah. we're, we're, we're saying it's most uh, huge, huge acts. All these people that just got nominated for Grammys, Taylor Swift, Beyonce, Lady Gaga, they're not self-produced. It's not usually the way things work. You have producers that are professional and amazing in producing your album with you. So it's yeah. not a bad thing. I thought the same thing, Charity. I thought the language yeah. did them a disservice because like, but there's a language barrier, obviously, and there's different interpretations. So no shade to BTS. They were clearly very involved and gave us a glimpse of who they are, mm-hmm. which was a huge risk. That's a big, yeah, big, big being risk. very vulnerable, big risk at this point in their career. And whether we loved it or not, obviously they're going to do numbers. The fandom army will buy and eat up everything BTS puts out, no matter what it is. That doesn't make it good or bad. That's when you're the biggest group in the world. That's what happens. Yeah. But we're just here to kind of give our opinion. And I'm sorry if we're sounding negative. I think, again, it's just because we're so passionate about BTS and our expectations are mm-hmm. so high because yeah. we're very emotionally invested in this group. Yes, so, yes. so we're not <laughs> trying to be negative here. We're just coming from a very passionate standpoint not only as critics but also as fans we're personally fans so and we're trying to be honest like we're not just gonna be like oh my god this is a great thing ever because then when we review things you know that we're not being honest exactly and we want to be honest about how we feel about something and the bottom line is if you're honest with yourself every single thing your favorite group puts out isn't going to be the best thing when your group puts out 20 albums all 20 of those albums aren't the best album that's okay usually there's a couple that are amazing and that's enough to sustain a really good career for musical Mm -hmm. acts so everything's not going to be a home run and it's totally fine and I think it's great when artists take risks and try different genres and different things and maybe that didn't work as well it's not a bad thing you learn exactly so we both weren't crazy about life goes on I think it's it's not bad it's fine. Let's talk about the rest of the album. What tracks did you vibe with and you thought stood out? There were two that I really liked and one that I also, I'll, I'll get into it. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> Blue Gray, I thought it was a beautiful acoustic pop ballad. Now this was a little different, Telepathy. Mm-hmm. And I liked that it was kind of 
where blue gray was a beautiful ballad. I liked that this was, even though it was kind of overly processed a little bit, I thought it was just a very fun 80s kind of synth song, okay. which is what I wanted. I wanted something fun. I really loved the chorus so much. Oh my gosh, I loved it so much. And I also really liked Stay because that yeah. seemed like a very BTS kind of song to me. Yes. So those are my three. Yeah, that's what jumped out to me. Did you similar? Yeah, no, totally. Um, I have two that right away, I was like, these are the best songs. This is what I like. And then, you know, a lot of times, I know you and I at least do this. I'll listen to the album over and over again before we go mm-hmm. into recording. And sometimes the songs change or something different stands out. But mine have been the same since first listen at, you know, 12.15 a.m. on Friday. <laughs> yeah. Blue and Gray to me is the standout song. Mm-hmm. It's really beautiful and really well done. And I wasn't surprised to find out later that Tay wrote this and he wrote it for his solo project, his mixtape. And BTS liked it and wanted it on this album. So shout out to him for giving it up and putting it on this album because I can hear him on it alone. It's so him. All of the listeners, all the Queendom know, I tend to like kind of darker stuff. I like the, the sad, slower stuff. It feels like a melancholy kind of sad hug. And it's like... That song for when you're feeling low and listening to music and just kind of wanting to feel those emotions and wallow in them for a second. I love the lyrics. I think it's very sad. I just want to be happier. There's such sincerity in those mm-hmm. those words when they sing them and especially when Tay does. I felt it. It stirred emotion in me. Really soulful. Just Yeah, this is an interesting, beautiful song. And if this is what he's going to do on his solo mixtape, I cannot freaking wait. I think you can see who all of them have kind of evolved into as artists on this album, which I thought was really neat. Like, this is the song he fought for. This is the song these people liked. I like that we're kind of seeing, okay, this is his influence in the group. And Tay, I'm not surprised at all. He's really into jazz. He always lists Chet Baker as one of his favorites, who I know we're both big fans of. So great. He gets that jazz melancholy, less is more vibe. So to me, Mm -hmm. Blue and Gray is it. But there's another song that I found myself going, okay, I like this one. And I like it more and more and more and more every listen. And it's one of yours, Stay. I also agree. Yeah. It's so good. It's just like this great... EDM tinged. Yes. Sounds like BTS. It's just a great song. It puts me in a good mood and I want to dance and jump around. I've got to be honest, I wasn't surprised when I saw who wrote that. That was John Cook. And John Cook, mm-hmm. I know. Simil- <laughs> like similar to Tay, John Cook did that one for his solo album and the guys wanted it on this. So Shout out to him and Tay for giving up really good songs they kind of wrote for themselves. I love Stay. It just puts me in a good mood. It makes me happy. And it's cool to see that that's like the vibe that Jungkook, kind of his lane. I think a solo album with those type of songs for him would be phenomenal. I didn't dislike any songs. I want to say that. There weren't any songs I was like, get this off. I'm skipping it. Yeah, same. same. Not horrible. But those two to me just so stood out. I was like, oh, this is amazing. Really liked it, really vibed with it. And they gave us a lot of different sounds on this. I don't love the, you mentioned overproduced for telepathy. What I didn't like on a few of the songs, and we've said this before, it's a big hit thing. The overproduction and auto-tune. They don't need auto-tune. 
They do that a lot with with, uh, with TXT, TXT too. I talked about that in the last. It album. drives me absolutely insane. Like, have you heard John Cook and Tay and Jimin and Jin sing? Watch their award show performances, which we're going to talk about. They can sing. They don't need auto tune. You're doing such yeah. a disservice to these guys with the overproduction because they don't need it. They're so talented. Yeah. A lot of pop acts do need it, and a lot of K-pop acts need it. We've seen that. <laughs> We've got some examples. I get that it's kind of the genre of the song, like yes. that 80 synth, but there's a way to do it that it's not as extreme as what they're doing. No, well, they do it. They don't just do it in that song. I mean, it's yeah, it's yeah. in Life Goes On very heavily. Yeah. It's in Fly to My Room very heavily. Mm-hmm. You don't have to overproduce that much it'll sound good without it you guys don't need that much and, and I agree with you like I get it the only time I'll say that I think it it works and it's warranted is when they're doing the Drake style sing rap fine mm-hmm. I get that you need that a lot of times when rappers are in that range but otherwise you're freaking BTS and you've got some of the best singers in the world. You don't need the auto-tune. Give us the genuine vocals because me as a consumer, that's what I connect with. Yeah. I like hearing a crack in someone's voice or a little imperfection. It's interesting and it's so much better than the generic canned auto-tune we hear 24-7 on pop radio. So I'll get off my soapbox on that, but uh, (laughs) I'm happy you mentioned it because I'm like, I don't want to be too negative here, but they don't need it. Y'all don't need it. You're so good. You don't need it. So yeah, like that's my thoughts for the album. Again, it's not horrible, but I would have liked, I think this would have been a better release as a mixtape. I agree. As compared to an album. This would have been a great mixtape. I think expectations would have been different for me personally. Same. Great mixtape. Do a big album next year in the first quarter. That would have been, mm-hmm. that would have been the way I would have done it. It's just, you know, not my favorite BTS album ever. Again, they're killing the numbers. It, it, they don't need us to give it a good review. To <laughs> I know, yeah. Ridiculous numbers. <laughs> they're killing it. Yeah. Congratulations to them. It's a massive release. I just, you know, not crazy about it. What did you think about the American Music Awards performance? The American Music Awards were on Sunday and to make it all about me, <laughs> that was a special anniversary, <laughs> special anniversary for me because that's when I was introduced to BTS. 2017 American Music Awards. I will never forget watching them. That's when Emily immediately started trying to convert me. I did. <laughs> I was and I, it worked. <laughs> I was live tweeting the AMAs for um a pop culture blog I created and wrote for and I kept seeing BTS everywhere. It was all over Twitter. I was like, who the heck is BTS? Okay, it's some K-pop group. Like, what? (laughs) So I was interested to see their performance. And then halfway through the performance, I was like, oh, I think I love this. This is actually really amazing. I love them. And then I did the, you all know, I just wanted to know their names. (laughs) That was it. That was it. I was obsessed that night. I was texting my friends. Charity's the only one that really bit. Took her, took her a while, but I was... It did. Like, I, I, I was, was kind hurt. of, like, circling the rabbit hole. I wasn't going down it yet. I would, you know, I would watch stuff on TV so much so that my family would tell me when they would be on stuff because they thought I didn't know. I always knew. <laughs> I didn't jump down the rabbit hole. I jumped down the rabbit hole after I saw them in concert the following September, and then it was just, it was all done. 
Yeah, you were 2018-er. Got gone in 2017. Yeah. Yep. But so it feels special watching the American Music Awards for me because I have that happy memory and BTS was performing. So they waited till the end of the show. These American producers are getting smart, knowing oh, ARMY right. are giving them all their ratings. So we had to watch the entire show. Oh, um, right. oh gosh. It was a little boring, let's be honest. Like, I'm... It was really boring. <laughs> I, like, was halfway paying attention. So, like, it's just... When you're so used to watching K-pop and then you watch American performances, it seems lazy snooze fest boring mm-hmm. no talent i'm sorry but watching someone yeah, no you're right yeah. watching someone do boring ass shaking dance moves while they lip sync isn't interesting to me sorry yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm not interested sorry not sorry sorry not sorry <laughs> and that's what like 90 percent of the performances are so yeah. i just was it was boring i will give a shout out to justin bieber i like that depressing lonely song and i think he performs it really well it was a, <laughs> yeah it was a nice opening but i was I was bored by the time we got to BTS. That said, (laughs) BTS got to close the show. So that's exciting. That's kind of showing we know everyone's waiting to see them. They're the biggest Mm -hmm. act on the show. That's a sign of respect in a show like that. What did you think of the performance? I liked Life Goes On, but I really dynamite when they were in the stadium and the fireworks. Oh my gosh. That is the BTS that I live Oh my god! Oh my god! I was yeah. I agreed with you. Like I thought, life goes on. I thought it was a nice transition because it was kind of standing there, white shirts, black pants, just singing the song to an empty stadium. So I think we all got the message of like, yeah, what a crappy year. This should be a big, Mm -hmm. fun, bright BTS concert, and here we are alone in the stadium. I thought it was neat when they did the lighting effects where all the seats turned purple. Yeah. One of my friends mentioned that and I said, well, that's what it's like when you go to one of these concerts. The army bombs are all synced and the colors and the way that they do it. It's the best experience I've ever had a concert in my life. It's just mind blowing. But then it was just, yeah, that all of a sudden dynamite starts and they're in these crazy fun outfits, (laughs) satin outfits. And I thought the floor, the lighting, the stage Exactly. This is what BTS yeah. is about. It's larger than life. It's gorgeous. It's fun. You can't stop smiling and dancing. I thought it was such a great performance. And it's so cool that that was on the American Music Awards. Everyone got to see it. That's who BTS is. Where did Nam June say, uh, it was in an interview and they talked about, he basically was saying what they thought Dynamite would look like in the stadium. And it would be like the fireworks yeah. and it would be amazing. Yeah. So when I saw that, because imagine, like, they're they're missing out on all these concerts, and that's Ugh. just kind of how you're fed as an artist, and yep. they're not getting that. So to be able to at least perform that and have the fireworks and have at least that piece of it, I was like, oh, he talked about that, and look, there it is. And it was so, like, again, all these American artists are doing lazy Ugh. walkthrough-type yeah. performances. There were a couple that I thought were... Fine, but for the most part, it was a lot of lip syncing and walking around posing. Mm -hmm. Just boring. Then you have the biggest group of the world do a stadium. They rented out the stadium with fireworks. Like, hello, this is a big time performance and this is a big time group and this is what you want. I will say I liked the weekend's performance. I'm very into the storyline he has. He has a, a whole crazy weird thing going and he did a cool kind of scary weird performance. So he utilized... COVID performance to do something outside that worked. But Definitely thinking outside the box. Exactly, exactly. 
but you don't see that a lot from American artists. And I think that's why the weekend is so successful. He's had a massive year. He's killing it, but BTS just won the night. You can't watch that and not think, wow, it was just such a performance. Again, selfishly, why I wanted another song that gave them the opportunity for a big over-the-top performance for the Grammys Mm -hmm. and for this album. I just want everyone that's being introduced to them now to be able to see all of this. Yeah. Because that's who BTS is, and that's what they do. Their energy and their dancing and their live performance. They're the biggest group in the world for a reason, and they have such loyalty for a reason. So, yeah, Yeah. they killed it. And they won. They won two AMAs, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. fave group and top social artists. So congratulations. That's nice to see. Keep racking up the awards. And then the next day, (laughs) they did the Good Morning America performance. So that one, my personal opinion, it was fine. I feel like we've seen that performance a lot now. It reminded me of Mm -hmm. Home on Jimmy Fallon, kind of a similar Mm -hmm. set, pajamas hanging out. It was fine. My favorite of Life Goes On so far was the James Corden episode. Yes. Loved it. I loved the storyline, how it kept transitioning right back into the same room. Mm-hmm. And you see them being depressed. It starts with John Cook. I just like the storyline a lot. And then I don't know if I'm right or wrong, but it kind of felt like for Christmas, they were getting new tour outfits. And then at the yes. end, he's sitting there. At the beginning, John Cook's in sweats, you know, like most of us have been during all of the yeah, yeah. this whole year, the, the uniform, pajama pants and sweatshirts. And then at the end, he's in this gorgeous white outfit and the room is all decorated for Christmas and he's sitting yeah. there waiting. And I felt, I took it like they're waiting to get back to us, get back on stage. Great performance, really awesome concept. I almost wish that that was the music video. I thought the same thing. It felt strong enough that that could be the music yeah. video. And it was, it just gave a little bit more emotional weight to the song. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Petition for that to be in the music video. <laughs> yeah, right. I loved it. I just felt <laughs> like it was so good. They looked so great. Jungkook has really sneaking his way back in there, Charity. I'm not surprised. I am, because Tay has done nothing wrong. He looks amazing. I don't know. I don't know, guys. It's been a... a After that red outfit performance in the concert, I called it. I knew it. I knew it. Well, I don't know. It's just been a very up and down year for my BTS biases. Tay and Jungkook are really... Neck and neck. I think I think I have the double bias. Like I feel bad. I don't know. I just love them both so much. And genuinely I love BTS. I'm happy to see their success. This Grammy nomination is such a game changer. Yeah. Didn't love the album. That's okay. Yeah. I still love BTS. And there were a couple songs I thought were great. And it just again makes me excited for what's next. I'm interested mm-hmm. to see what direction they go. Really happy. To see Yoongi in some of these performances. They clearly filmed them yeah. before his surgery. So mm-hmm. I'm glad they thought ahead. That's awesome. Yeah, because I was getting nervous about watching all these performances without him would feel really yeah. hard. That was smart. Super smart. And again, we sent him healing wishes. He did a V Live the other night, and you could see his massive sling. Yeah. And he's gonna yeah. have months of physical therapy. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, Yoongi. Stage name Suga from BTS had shoulder surgery. He's had a really bad injury that he's labored with for years and years and years. Finally has the time to get it fixed. So it's good news. It just means he's going to be recovering for a couple months. 
but it was nice to see him. Mm-hmm. And I love their Esquire. The new spread in Esquire is stunning. Yeah. Just absolutely stunning. The photos, I love coats and sweaters and, you know, that look on guys is very attractive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, they look great. And I want to give a shout out to Pete Holmes. That was a really, really, really well-written article. In-depth, well-written. I love to see stuff that's not just blurbs about K-pop, but real journalism. And he knocked it out of the park with that. So if you haven't read it, if you're a BTS fan, it's really well done. It's just really, really, really well done. So give a a look to that. And you watch the video, right? I laugh so much. My, My two favorite things in the video, I have to say. So when Suga was talking about, like, they, they showed Ashton Kutcher, mm-hmm. and he goes, I know him as the guy who always looks good in jeans. And I was like, what, <laughs> what is that talking mean? about? I, just- I don't know. And then, and then the other thing that made me just die laughing, they were talking about how BTS has conquered the world, and Namjoon goes, we can't even clean our rooms. How did we ever conquer the world? Yes. <laughs> yes. What they do so well oh is- Oh, my gosh. And I think this is such a credit to them, and what's so refreshing in K-pop, they're so genuine and honest in interviews. <laughs> yeah. Stuff that, like- media coaches here would tell you not to say and the canned answers they don't give those that often so it's fun to watch yeah. these i liked it when they were talking about john cena and how much they love him yes like, all of it was oh. just very organic and they put out there that they wanted the grammy mm-hmm. you don't see many artists do that you're setting yourself up for failure in a lot of ways when you verbalize your biggest wishes and dreams and they don't happen. And I think that's a shame because sometimes you do need to put stuff in the universe and say, I really want this. And they've put that out there publicly a lot. For years. For years. They want the Grammy nomination. They want to do a solo stage of the Grammys. Look where we are. They wanted a number one on Billboard. There you go. Sugar has said all of it. Sugar is in tune with the secret. He knows. Sugar is putting it into the universe and he's getting it back. So... BTS, thank you for that lesson. We need to put it out there more. We're going to be the number one podcast in the world. So yes, there you go. Put it out there. Put it out there. That's what we want. Oh, and I think I just said that wrong. I said, shout out to Pete Holmes. And right when I said that, I'm like, that's that his name, Dave Holmes, Dave Holmes. He's, um, he was a famous VJ here on MTV in America. He's awesome. I absolutely adore him. And he wrote the article from a really good perspective of a pop culture nerd, a music lover who kind of was just introduced to BTS and gets why they're so big. And it, it was just really well-written, respectful. I like seeing more and more journalists giving respect to K-pop, not just calling it like teeny bopper boy band and little girls and all of that stuff. Oh, I hate that. Which, yeah, let's give, we've got to call out to RGP Henson. I think she made a really big faux pas when she introduced BTS. There was a comment about little girls and young fans. So yeah just it just means she has no idea it's just lazy it's the writers of the show it's lazy and uneducated the biggest group in the world uneducated uneducated. exactly uneducated and and the thing is if you're going to use them for ratings (laughs) at least have research have some concept and don't disrespect their fans that are giving you the ratings so like that that rubbed me the wrong way i know it rubbed a lot of army the wrong way who were watching we saw it we we we're you know what don't don't make ARMY mad. They will cancel you in a hot second. <laughs> oh, my goodness. ARMY, Army right. doesn't play. ARMY does not play. No. They are organized. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they so, will. They yeah. will. <laughs> For sure. 
Um, so anyways, we talked forever about BTS, but they deserve it. This was a big week, a huge week for BTS. Anyways, we're getting towards the end of our BTS segment. Huge week for BTS. You've heard our feelings on Life Goes On. Let's play a clip so everyone can hear mm-hmm. what we were talking about and form their own opinion. to have new stuff from them yeah yeah and it is like well i'm being hard on the song but it is like a really pleasant yeah (sighs) okay song you know it's nice to have on when you go for a drive like i get it if people are really passionate about this song and love it i get it my personal preference is a little bit different but not a bad song Congratulations to BTS. We all warned you last week this was going to be a long episode. (laughs) So (laughs) bear with us because there's obviously a lot to talk about. We've got to move on to, in my opinion, the other big release of the week in Mm K-pop. Resonance Part 2, NCT. All the members of the NCT universe have gotten together. Two albums released back-to-back within like a month. So we had Part 1. We reviewed that. Now we've got Part (sighs) 2. Charity, we gotta talk about this. The first, yes. first single is called Nineties <laughs> Love. What did you think about the song and the music video? I swear these boys know the way directly to my heart. <laughs> <laughs> As the Queen of Knows, I am a big fan of 90s music, 90s R and B specifically. So this is like 90s hip hop. And that intro to me sounded like the beginning of Poison's Bell de Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. I was like, oh yes. I was so, so ready. <laughs> so the video, they're in like 90s outfits. There's break dancing it, because they're in the hockey outfits and it's like the hockey scenario. It reminded me of the Mighty Ducks, a very old school mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. The beat is the epitome of the 90s. I just thought they did such an amazing job. I thought it was so fun. I thought it was really catchy. It gave me all the 90s vibes left and right and center, and I was so happy with it. (laughs) So you liked it? Yes. I would say that I liked it. I would say Charity liked it. I I think this is Charity's vibe. Yeah, no, they, look, they, it's called 90s Love, and they get, what 90s music is they 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 definitely nailed their concept it's a really fun old school 90s sound good production very uh Mm -hmm. very new jack swing like Mm -hmm. specific 90s is too broad of a genre this is new jack swing 90s i love the song i think the song is just it's just fun the video to me eh, it's a little too Look, it's a little too cheesy. It's a little, I love the cheese. No, but it's like too juvenile. Like I don't. Oh god, I loved it. I don't need to see mascots doing a dance routine and them riding the zamboni. Like I thought oh. the whole hockey thing was a little bit like. Eh. 
Not my vibe. <laughs> Not my vibe. Not my vibe. I would have liked a little more grown up music video without the Mighty Ducks type of thing. I thought it was epic. Oh my God. I loved it so much. Yeah. I like, I love the song. The video is just kind of like, it's okay. It's okay. I just like that the references, I'm like, man, they went in deep with the concept here. That's what I think I love the most. The nostalgia, like they really went for the concept and I think they nailed it. Well, and they gave us something different, which (laughs) like for me, it's a little too cheesy. It's not my vibe, but it's something different. You can only see them look hot and do the same type of stuff so many times. Like yeah. now they're hockey players. They try to do something fun yeah. and different. And I give them a lot of credit for that. They definitely pulled off what they were going for. And I thought they all look great. I mean, they look amazing. Yeah. Like they're visually very, very attractive per usual with NCT. Uh, Gino's- Gino, man. Gino. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> Oh my God, we just said that at the same time. Gino stood out to me so much in this music video. Me too. It's the first time he's grabbed me like that. Me too. I was like, whoa, look at him. Yeah, that's that is is so funny. Oh my God. That's hilarious. This is his this is his era. Clearly, we both got snatched by him, and that rarely happens with us. I know. But I thought so too. He really stole focus for me the entire music video. Yeah. It's like Gino, here we go. Okay. Right. Damn. (laughs) Obviously, I would have liked to see more of Win Win. That was disappointing. Uh, he's like the group leader, and he literally has one line. And they show him for three seconds. <laughs> okay. As him hate Win Win, and I don't know if it's because he's so beautiful. Maybe there's some jealousy. I don't know. They like hate him. They like they screw him over, take him away from NC One Twenty Seven. Then they like make him the group leader and give him one line and put him in the back. It's like, that's so rude. You guys, that is rude. Come on, give win win some more. But no, it's really fun. It's different and innovative and well executed. You know, NCT, they they do a great job. SM knocks it out yeah. of the park with them. Let's talk about the rest of the album. You know, we got a lot of new songs and some songs from the last album, but we're going to review the new songs. So what are your favorite new songs and why? Okay. Obviously, there's a list. So My Everything, Mm -hmm. to me, was my favorite song on the whole album. Wow. It was a beautiful, like, 90s boy band piano ballad. I thought that Taeyeol, Renjun, Shaojun just killed it. Their voices are so beautiful. Yeah. That song, to me, was like, everything I loved about 90s boy band ballads Mm -hmm. seriously like it just oh loved it I also really loved IOU which was like another kind of ballad which I loved yeah that had more people was Taeyang, Dooyang, Kuhn, um, Yang Yang, Shitaro, Chen Li, and Jisung yeah I thought that was another beautiful ballad and I also really liked Raise the Roof. Mm-hmm. To me, that was the epitome of an SM kind of song. I thought it was really fun. Yes, and that, those are my That favorites. kind of goes with that. That phrase is very 90s. So it kind of goes with like the 90s yes. theme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I owe you. I knew you'd pick that one because it's a Christmas song. It's a Christmas song. <laughs> yes. So it reminded me so much of like NSYNC's Christmas album. And <sighs> the beginning of that song reminds me of a song called Let's Try It Again by New Kids on the Block. Yes. It's very oh similar. God. So I knew you'd pick that one. 
You know, they also say kids on the block in the lyrics of 90s yes, love. Yes, they do. So they do. I, I was dying. Oh, my God. They're giving a lot of credit to the new kids, as they should. We love the new kids. Yes. Fun fact, everyone. The new kids are actually responsible for the entire K-pop genre. I will explain myself if you don't know. Here's a little little trivia for you. So when the new kids went to South Korea in the 90s, they were so huge that the fans were like knocking down barricades. They were just running after them like crazy people. So the record executives there were like, wait, this is kind of crazy. Like we've never seen anything like this. Let's make our own boy band. Hmm. Enter K-pop, enter trainees, enter all the labels. Interesting. Yeah, so that would have been bang. like, here we are. That would have been like yeah. late 80s, probably early 90s. Yeah, it was early 90s is when they yeah. kind of made their way over to Korea. I read this, so I'm not sure how true it is. You know, just a little a little tidbit of trivia that I've picked up over the years. So <laughs> take it with a grain of salt. I mean, but I would be- a little I would believe it. I would believe it because yeah. the new kids are the reason that Lou Pearlman, the guy that created the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC, why he did it because he had a leasing yeah. company for Jets. And he was like, how does this group of these like little guys afford to do this? And he looked into it and realized what it was. And that's why he started doing boy bands. So mm-hmm. new kids talk about paved the way the new kids on the block. Seriously. Yeah. Paved the way. But I could definitely hear the new kids influence on this album. my favorite songs are different i think work it i love Mm -hmm. it that's going to be the second single that's the b-side for this album and i actually like it a tad bit more than 90s love i just think yeah no for sure i think it's a really really good up-tempo dance kind of what nct can do type of song i think the visuals for that one i can already picture what the music video would look like and i just love it and i think the song is great and then i love all about you the synth chords at the beginning it gives me flashbacks to like 80s prince mm-hmm. and jayon's voice in the opening is just perfect i love it Sun Chan is singing on that and he can sing. Boy, has he had a great debut on this album. (laughs) He really has. He's great in 90s love. It's cool how like the first album we were really introduced to Shitaro. Then on the second album, we get Sun Chan on 90s love. So they did a nice job introducing their rookies into the NCT world. But I like the chorus on that one. It's unexpected. It's interesting. So those are my two favorite songs on the album. But again, it's a really strong effort by NCT. It's hard to balance mm-hmm. that many members, who goes on what song. And I think they did a really nice job with both of these albums. My preference is going to be part one, because I think Make a Wish is one of like my favorite K-pop songs of the year. What about yeah, you? as much as I loved part two, part one's definitely hands down my favorite. Yeah, I think so too. I think we'll have to ask the Queendom what they think, but I love Make-A-Wish and I also still think Faded in my last song is just mm-hmm. amazing. Like every time yeah, it comes on, I'm like, yeah, this song is different. This, <laughs> yeah. This is a good song. Let's listen to some 90s love. Let's give some 90s love to the Queendom. You don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> <laughs>
This song makes me wish I knew how to break dance. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely that high energy. Like, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're just so fun. This is just fun. Really well produced. Great job. I love NCT. I like this whole thing yeah. and what they've done. Really, really, really cool. SM, you know my aesthetic and I appreciate I, it. I feel like they really went there. I wasn't expecting Mighty Poor Ducks. Guys. I was like, what is this? And then Charity's like, this is my favorite thing in the world. I'm like, well, I think SM's really in Charity's brain. So yeah, I know. think really great thoughts for that next uh, comeback, Charity. <laughs> oh, cannot wait. I want a win-win solo. <laughs> okay. I will, I will channel it now. I will put it out there in my yes. brain. <laughs> Okay, we have to keep moving along because this is a massive episode and we're talking a lot. We have a lot to get through, but I think this is a perfect time for our quiz. It's quiz time. Quiz time. Yay. You all know we love quizzes and this week's Thanksgiving. So you're probably listening to this over the weekend. Maybe you're listening to it on Thursday night when the new episodes drop, Thanksgiving. So we wanted to do something around that. Before we get into the quiz, Charity, what are you thankful for in K-pop this year? I am thankful for our podcast because it has given me such joy. And because of it, I have consumed even more massive amounts of K-pop, which has made me so happy. So I'm thankful for you and I'm thankful for our podcast. I, I'm going to piggyback off that. I, <laughs> I'm thankful for the connections that K-pop has brought me. And with that, mm-hmm. I mean connections with my best friend in doing this podcast, connecting to other K-pop fans from all over the world, the human connection in the year of coronavirus and isolation yeah. is vital. And I'm so, so grateful for it. So yeah, just great, just grateful in general for K-pop, but it's been a really great year, all things K-pop related. So yeah, with that spirit of gratitude, this week's quiz, which will be posted in the description of the podcast you're listening to, we will also post it on Twitter. Thank you guys for responding and letting us know who you get every week. It's really fun. <laughs> Last week, we both got such a specific result that I was like, are there other ones? What, what are the other yeah. group designations? And there were. We found out there definitely were. Thank you all for responding and letting us know. We will be posting this NYC K-pop queens. Take the quiz. Let us know your results. But without further ado, Charity, which K-pop idol should be your plus one to this year's Thanksgiving? <gasps> Ooh, yes. Okay. (laughs) Question number one. What's your favorite Thanksgiving food? Turkey, green bean casserole, mashed potatoes, stuffing, cranberry sauce, or pumpkin pie? This is so difficult. Oh my goodness. I know. (laughs) Every. Okay. (laughs) I would have to say stuffing I love stuffing so me much too. no me too yeah. we do we do we do like <laughs> I love mashed potatoes too I will just fill my plate with mashed potatoes and stuffing those are the ones yeah. I always am gonna have second at least seconds probably thirds like yeah I always I'm like make sure you make tons of stuffing because I need those leftovers yeah yeah me too that's a really good on Thanksgiving sandwiches the next yeah, day ex- girl yep yep, mm-hmm. yep yep I yep. know <laughs> you need the stuffing okay pick a k-pop song what a Life by XOSC, Fear by Seventeen, Feel Special by Twice, 
Highway to Heaven by NCT 127, Kill This Love by Blackpink, or Me and You by Exit. I've got to pick the song I picked last week, my song of the week, the single my supergroup would debut with, Highway to Heaven by NCT 127. Oh my God, I'm going to pick the same thing. <gasps> oh, we're getting the same thing again, you guys. Oh my God, I bet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's the best part of Thanksgiving? Hanging out with family. Eating good food, traveling, cooking, the parade, or getting it over with so you can get ready for Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) That normally would be me, but I really do like hanging out with my family. Charity and I are getting the same. Yeah, we're getting the same result (laughs) this week. Hanging out with my family. (laughs) I also like, I love watching the parade. The Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade is one of my favorite things. It's tradition in my house. I always get up to Mm -hmm. watch the parade with my mom. And the first time I went to New York was for the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. It was around my birthday, and that was a trip that my parents generously planned for the family. Yeah, and I was was young, and that's when I was like, I'm going to live here. This is my favorite place in the world. So shout out to the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. (laughs) Okay. Okay. What are you thankful for this year? Health, family, friends, success, K-pop, or wealth? I mean, there's a lot in there I'm really thankful for and grateful for, but it's the New York City K-pop Queens podcast, (laughs) K-pop. We're definitely going to get the same result because I'm picking the same thing. (laughs) We are getting the same result. Okay. Continuing, pick your favorite Korean food. Pardon my pronunciation. Please be forgiving. <laughs> Japcha, kimchi fried rice, bibimbap, soft tofu stew, army stew, and Korean barbecue. I'm going to pick soft tofu stew. We're finally picking something different. <laughs> I'm picking Korean barbecue. Okay. Pick a K-pop idol. Yusong from Atiz. Yuju from G-Friend. Jungkook from BTS, Yuna from Itzy, Hyangwon from Monsta X, or Joy from Red Velvet? I've got to pick Yosung from Atiz. <gasps> okay, I'm going to go with Jungkook because he's just been on my mind recently. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry Hyangwon. I wonder if we got the same results. We picked two different things, so I'm guessing we did, but who knows? <laughs> I'm, I apparently am bringing uh, Jayeon from NCT. <gasps> What? Jayong, I know, has your mom's heart in his hands the minute he showed up at your door with homemade dessert for the table. Oh, he was. Seriously, he charms everyone he meets and even offers to do the dishes after dinner. He's the whole package. I guess don't tell Shonu that I'm not bringing him whatever BuzzFeed. I'm super, I'm like so jealous. <laughs> Wait, what did you get? Oh, I'm so jealous. I love Jayong. I got um, <laughs> Honey from Exit. Honey is the perfect Thanksgiving oh. guest. She's hilarious, eats all of your family's food with vigor, and even puts <laughs> up with your weird younger cousin who is determined to become her best friend. Your family will make sure to leave her a seat at the table every year. All right. I'm so shocked that we got different results. Yeah. Well, we had we answered two questions differently, so I guess that was it. <laughs> yeah. That's the quiz. Welcome to our new friends, to our our family's Thanksgiving this year. <laughs> Congratulations. I'm going to bail and go to Charity's house so I can hang out <laughs> with Jayhan. But uh, <laughs> that's the quiz this week. As always, we will be posting this on Twitter. It's in the description. Take the quiz. Let us know who you got. 
we've got to move on, Charity. This last weekend was an online concert that we've both been looking forward to forever from before we knew they were doing one. We knew that they would have to eventually. We were hoping for it. They announced it. We freaked out. Counting down the days up till around four in the morning. It was worth it. We are talking about our guys, Stray Kids, Charity. My goodness. I don't even... I'm speechless for how amazing this concert was. I was blown away. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to say this. Because I know I've said this about other concerts. This might have been the best one. This might have been... This, to me, the Stray Kids concert was by far the best COVID virtual concert I've seen this year. Yeah. I I agree. was blown away. And for our listeners, you know we both really like Stray Kids. We've never seen them live. So you can watch performances, comeback shows, music videos, but seeing an actual concert really gives you an idea of who an artist is. And I was just completely blown away. The first four songs left me breathless. I could not... They attacked every note, every single move of the choreography for four songs straight. There was no break and it was live. And it was just this amazing, like in your face energy and charisma. I was blown away. It was next level from what I've seen them do. And I just, I was like literally sitting on my couch going, oh my God, I can't do this. I can't believe this. It was just shocking in the best way possible. That intro video was so cool and almost scary. They were all walking with weapons and stuff. I was like, I know. Where where are we going? Okay, I'm going to have you for the apocalypse because clearly you know what you're doing. Like, (laughs) whatever this fight, battle, war is, they are scary and I'm on their team uh, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, whoa, okay. I thought the District 9, that kind of remix was so cool. Victory song is really powerful. And, you know, shout out to Chan for showing those abs. Uh, he's been working out hard, clearly. Yes. I knew you would die. <sighs> uh, yeah. Uh, I wasn't ready. I wasn't I wasn't ready for any of this. I thought I was. I was not. I was not. <sighs> Side effects with the red, like, ropes, those red ribbon things, and they were making cages and all sorts of things with them. Genius. The way they incorporated props throughout the whole set was really well done, and we haven't seen a lot of that. I thought that was so cool. No, no. Sorry, I'm going to go through, like, all my highlights, so bear with me, everyone, but <laughs> clearly this was the best night of my life. Um, I love side effects. Double Knot, I always enjoy. I like the song and the choreography. Yeah. I thought when they did the subunit performances, all three were so well done. The yes. dance line, are you – Stop. Stop. Dance Racha, thank you. Yes, please. Dance Racha, getting in the water, doing that sexy dance. Like, what are you doing to me? I, uh, that literally was my favorite. Like, I can't died. even. Died. I was drooling. I was like, how do you do that? Wow. Well, the song's wow, and I was like, wow. Wow, <laughs> wow, wow. Yeah, they got they got yeah. me going like, wow. They literally. I know. Oh, my goodness. The so body rolls. I was like, what are you doing to me right now? But keep doing Felix, it. Felix, Hunjin. Lino, no. stop it. Calm down. I can't. I can't handle it. <laughs> when I say that Hunjin was coming for me, this whole concert, right? he is just like a marvel. <laughs> and also, I also want to give a shout out to how they were. They were dancing so freaking hard when they finally did take a break after those first four songs and they were all just drenched in sweat. I was like, yeah, you sh- as you should be. You should be working that hard that you're drenched. And they were drenched. Right. I thought, wow. 
makeup was just burned like off. twenty thousand calories. That's oh my god, <laughs> I I haven't yeah. seen an attack like that at the beginning of a concert for no. so long. Sustained the way they did. Blueprint, I adored. Blueprint's kind of like my comfort song. It's such a happy, mm. positive song, and I like the choreography. I think it's very cute, and they usually aren't like cute you know, not cutesy songs and cutesy choreography too much. Yeah, yeah. But that one I I appreciate. I am you, beautiful. And vocally, they all sounded so good. But that one made me emo. That's a beautiful song. And it was a really nice performance. We have to talk about God's Menu. Oh my gosh. I've never seen anything like that in my entire life. Neither have I. Uh, they do this... The dance breakdown. So halfway through God's Menu, guys, they decided to do a dance breakdown. The dance breakdown was knives. They were they were doing a dance with real knives on tables, percussion, like a drum line, but using knives. And then they were battling each other. It was oh my God. So insanely impressive and cool. My mouth, my jaw was on the floor. I cannot believe they did that. Yeah, Genius. you guys have to go look it up on YouTube. Go on Twitter. You must go watch this. Yeah. It is the most intense, amazing, epic thing I have ever seen any artist, K-pop or otherwise, do. To be quite honest, seriously, they like yeah. knives. They were out there with knives, not like no stunt doubles, no. no one doing it for them. It was them. I'm like the amount of practice that they had to do to be that precise, insane. Insane. It's insane. And again, and synchronized. Oh my God. Like, how smart to do props. They brought in so yeah. many elements the set design, the lighting, the costumes, the props. This was a full production and a full concert, mm-hmm. and it was so impressive. Oh my God. That knife dancer in God's menu. I will never forget that. That was amazing. Yeah. I liked it when they did backdoor. They were smiling mm-hmm. so big. They were, they're just yeah. they happy. Elevator, mirror, those are faves. So obviously they were going to be towards the end of the concert. They were really well done. Yeah. I love that they did Ta at the very end. Yeah. Like those scarf towel things were, again, great use of props and really fun. And then they do a V Live. <laughs> they talk to all of us. That, and we get two performance music videos of them doing all in in like baseball uniforms and Ta, um, so we really got like a music video for that song. So what they gave all of us in this was just phenomenal. The content that they put out. Right. But oh to goodness. me, this was just such a triumph. And their voices are so good. Wow, did they have power in their vocals and mm-hmm. rapping. There were no moments where you couldn't hear the low notes. Like they can actually really sing and rap live. I was blown away. I was excited for this concert, but you know, we've seen them performing God's Menu and Backdoor so much on weekly shows and comeback specials that you kind of feel like you know what you're in for. No, mm-hmm. no, no, no. I did not know what I was in for. I did not. <laughs> right? I felt attacked. I felt attacked the whole time. I loved the costumes visually, those leather pants. We know I love those leather pants. Girl, leather pants with like white shirts and those cool jackets. Mm-hmm. I, brilliant. Perfect costumes. That's what I want to see them in. They looked so good. They look like superstars. But speaking of like superstars, I have to say this. You all know how much I love Chan and how much I think Christopher Bang, Bang Chan, the leader of Stray Kids, he's so talented. This concert showed me something else with him that I don't know if I was necessarily expecting He's a real force. 
You know, there's something about when you watch artists live where every once in a while someone grabs you because they have that it factor. And I feel like in K-pop, you don't see that or feel that as much because the groups are so cohesive that everyone's kind of on the same level. And that's the best compliment. That's like a good thing. There was something in this performance to me that I kept thinking, he's a superstar, superstar. I wasn't expecting this. The way he commands the stage and performs is so powerful. He's, he just has it. You can't put that into words. You know it when you see it. Yeah. He yeah, has it. For sure. And, I, and, I, and it's also so shocking because we know how talented he is, but Chan always takes a back seat when they perform, when they talk, when they're doing video stuff. He's a very humble, quiet type of leader who always takes a back seat and lets the other members be loud and crazy mm-hmm. to see them perform. That's a real superstar. You don't take a back seat and be humble when you're on stage. And wow, is he powerful. Just that guttural kind of yell. I think it was during Side Effect. Ooh, yeah. This guy's something special. Talent. Yeah, it's, just, talent. it's just talent. You can't buy that. You can't train for 50 years for it. Nope. There's something inside of him that's a superstar. And seeing this concert, I can't say it changed my opinion because you all know how obsessed with him I am. But it did change my opinion as far as like, I don't think I would have said that in that context, the it factor before I saw this about him. And this just changed the game for me. I'm, if it's possible, I'm even more of a (laughs) stray kids stay, stand forever. They're just, the title of one of our podcasts recently was no one is doing it like stray kids. No one is doing it like stray kids. No, it's true. And I know that people are like, oh, you guys never say anything bad about them. But there's nothing bad to say. They're knocking it out of the park. Yeah. If they ever do something, we oh, will please. 100% talk about it. They release it, an album we don't vibe with. We're going to be honest, just like we've been honest about BTS. They just haven't. Yeah, they just have not. That's how amazing they are. This performance to me, it was kind of like, look what we can do to the industry Mm -hmm. you know they did get shaded by the mama awards to not be nominated for anything the korean industry doesn't seem to give them the love and appreciation they should not only for their talent but like they have sold records they are the best charting you know fourth generation k-pop boy group it's not like they're just kind of a critic darling who hasn't done the numbers they've done the numbers and they still get disrespected in their own country this to me felt like, let's show them what we can do. Screw them. And it was so triumphant and powerful. I'm just, congratulations to Stray Kids. I think a lot of statements were made through this performance. You can't deny their power, their ability, and their talent. And their their well, international fan base gets them and appreciates them at least. For sure. I think internationally they're huge. And I would say go after that. <laughs> go yeah. after that because what you're selling, we're buying and we, we get it. I get who they are as artists and what they do and why it's special, why it's unique, why it's different and why it's talent. Time Magazine did their year-end mm-hmm. list of their top 10 songs for 2020. There was one K-pop group on it and it was Stray Kids and it was Backdoor. So we're not the only ones out there who see yeah. who Stray Kids are and what they're doing. Time Magazine, that's huge. It's huge. It's not like a little K-pop blog. This is Time Magazine. Yeah. (laughs) So 
Stray Kids are making waves, whether you like it or not, they're making waves. They're the real deal. And they're the group that I was talking about that I, what I said, <laughs> yeah. there's a scary group. Yeah. They're scary. Watch this concert. Yeah. Watch this concert when the on-demand becomes available. It's scary. They're in your face and they're aggressive and they're so good that if I was a, another K-pop group, I'd be worried right now. For sure, because their talent is insane. Insane. Like, insane. And they're, we talked about self-produced, you know, they do self-produce a lot of their stuff. They're creatively behind all of this amazing content. So yeah, I think other K-pop guy groups, you're you're kind of been put on notice with Stray Kids and what they just did. Right. And whether you want yeah. to admit it, whether the fans want to admit it or not, all of us on the outside watching, they're putting the industry on notice. Doesn't matter if yeah. they Korea gives them awards in December. They're big time. I was just blown away. I've I apologize if it sounds like I'm gushing, but this was a big time concert, a really, really great performance. And it makes me excited for the day that we get to see them live in person. Yeah. Because they're yeah. they're sick. That was sick. That was so cool. Good job, guys. Good job, Very Stray proud. Kids. Yeah. Yeah. We're proud. We're excited for what you're doing. Awesome. Awesome job. Another concert that happened this week was the Unite One live concert. There were a lot of acts in it, but I think we'll talk about the three that we were most excited about. Mm-hmm. So Super M, Monster X, and Itzy performed. And if you listen to the podcast, Part of the Queendom, you know that we talk about all three of these groups quite a bit. And I think it's safe, <laughs> yeah. it's safe to say we're fans. What did you think of the Super M performance? Let's start with them. They closed the night. They seem to be the most highly anticipated. I love them, obviously, so much. Mm -hmm. One, I have to say, I love those outfits, the black with the green, the black leather with the green accent. Oh, my goodness. Great. And I love, and one Monster and Affinity, I love so much when Bacon and Ten do that part at the end. It just kills me. I have to say, I live for a Super M song where Bacon is yelling. It is literally my favorite thing. I wait for it. I wait. Even when they're performing, I wait for it. I just love it so much. I can't tell you how much I love it. I mean, maybe you guys can tell because I talk about it all the time. But I loved it. And I love when they did Better Days. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, just my heart. I just – and I love that – 10 sings so much during better mm-hmm. days because you don't get to hear him featured as much mm-hmm. and oh my gosh I just it just melts me I, I yeah. loved it I really did I completely agree I think Super M is like they're the pros they're yeah. to me every time I see them I think this and more and more and I think these three songs they did for this concert show it they're kind of mm-hmm. what a K-pop group is and should be in the traditional sense of like they have everything. They have the vocals, the rap, the looks, the concept, the songs. Mm-hmm. They're just pros. They're the standard, I should say. Amazing. Loved the performance. Obviously, we know the choreography. They did one, Monster and Infinity. They did 100 and they did Better Days. Costumes were great. Really dynamic performance. Mm-hmm. And I love their live singing. Great vocals. They were serving vocals so good i'm gonna say it not just because he's my favorite but 
Bacon is such a good singer and he just like mm-hmm. relishes the opportunity to show off <laughs> yeah. that he's not lip syncing <laughs> and watch what I can do. I mean, he's just such a talent. That's natural talent. But I genuinely just love every member of Super M. It really is a great okay. super group. And maybe because we just did this last week, but they really are so well put together and have every yeah. everything you need. Every member brings something to the table and is individually very strong. I love watching them perform live because I think they kind of call that out. Like, look at us. Look how good mm-hmm. we are. Better Days was gorgeous. Better Days to me, we talked about COVID and kind of releasing music around COVID. That's my COVID healing song. It's yes because you're not just saying like, I'm bored, COVID sucks, and I'm sad about it. It's a more universal song about when things are bad mm-hmm. and there's going to be better days. So it's so smart and well done. It fits with what a lot of people can relate to with this year, but that could also fit for something else that's negative going on in your life. It's just kind of, they took a specific concept and made the song universal. So it works for everyone. And that's really smart. I just, I love Mm -hmm. that song. It's gorgeous and beautiful. Um, You're right. 10 really serves vocals and 10 is in the unfortunate position of having to go toe-to-toe with Taman and Bacon a lot. And he's as good as them. Like, let's be real. 10, when he comes out and does that harmony with Bacon during one Monster and Infinity, it's stunning. It's so good. So yeah, I just thought, I love Super M and I'm so happy they're in this world. Talk about being thankful. They've had an amazing year. (laughs) Like, I love that group. I like all the members. You guys hear us talk about them quite a bit. They're the standard to me. Loved it. Loved it. Let's move on to one of our other favorite groups who's having a nice year, uh, Monster X. Uh, anytime I can see them in any kind of performance just gives me such joy. I just love them so much. And they did Fantasia. They did Stand Up. They did Love Killer. But I have to say, when they did Stand Up, they looked so happy. Yes. They were having fun. They were smiling. There's this one part when like Shonu was doing like the little silly dance in the beginning and he just was laughing and I just was like my heart was melting. Like, oh, just to see them be happy and to see pure enjoyment on their faces when they perform. Just I completely oh, agree. I, I literally wrote down they seem genuinely happy right now. Yeah, <laughs> it was the best. I completely agree with you. They're in a really good groove right now. They've gone through it. They had a tough, tough year and they came back so strong and it took them a couple albums and different stuff to work through Mm -hmm. where they were now as a group. And I feel like with this last album, they found it and they're doing so well. Yeah. yeah, You can just tell they're happy. And they picked three great songs, you know, Fantasia, Mm -hmm. Stand Up and Love Killa are all different. They all sound different. Stand Up's just such a happy, triumphant song. Yeah. After you've gone through stuff, celebrating with your friends and smiling. I remember reviewing that album and kind of saying that stood out to me. And that's the song gives me this feeling. They weren't in that place at that point. They are in that place now. We get to see them be happy and dance and jump around and goof around with each other. (laughs) And they're genuinely happy. So I thought so too. I just thought it was really nice to see. Puts me in a good mood. Those suits... This is maybe my yeah. favorite mm-hmm. styling choice that Monsta X has ever done. Mm-hmm. These suits for the Love Killer comeback, they just look so handsome. Oh, yeah. Oh, so. Yep. It. Yep. Great. This is a great time to be a Mon Baby. They're killing it and they're happy. <laughs> you can't ask for anything more. 
I'm grateful that they're in a good place and I love what they're putting out. Yeah. Awesome. And then Itzy. So what did we think about Itzy's performance? I believe they only did two songs and we got Not Shy, Mm -hmm. which we know we love. What did you think about that? First off, Rujan has dark hair. Loved it. Mm -hmm. She's so cute. She can pull off any color. Loved it. Oh my God, that girl. I just love her. So Not Shy was fun. Yeah. It was really good. But when they did Be In Love, uh, it sounded like they were struggling a bit to sing live. And I love them, but I will be honest when, you know, my ears can't lie. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely not their best performance whatsoever. I mean, their strong suit is dancing performing where they were just sitting and kind of singing it doesn't work it just yeah it it just kind of um put a spotlight on that they were using a backing track their vocals were not that strong and I love Rujan but in the beginning I was like oh man yeah 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 I mean I think yeah you hear us talk about a lot live vocals and how impressed we are when people sound good it's because in pop music and in k-pop there's a lot of heavy backtracks sometimes. And when groups don't use them or have them turned down, you can, they're vulnerable. And and I enjoy that because I want to see who can really sing. And a lot of these yeah. groups can really sing. But there are certain ones. I think Itzy, Itzy's strength, look, they're so cute. They have good yeah. songs. They're fun. And they always bring so much spunk and energy to their choreography. Mm-hmm. They really, they're great yeah. dancers. The Not Shy stage is fantastic. I always like seeing them perform it because the choreography is so cool. It's so fun. They perform so well. I mean, they really, they kill it when they do that. Yeah. I agree with you. I think, I understand. Um, I think the producers probably told everyone to have a variety in the song choice. Mm-hmm. All the groups we've talked about have done different tempo, different songs. So I understand why they chose to do what they did. It exposed a lot of weakness in their vocals. Yeah. They need to get back into the vocal training room. There's just yeah. there's just some major, major, major issues that were exposed in that. Which, you know. And it's hard. It's hard to perform. I'm I'm not a professional, obviously. No. no but you know, but. we're just trying to be honest about what we what we see and what we hear. Yeah. So. But you're getting paid to be a singer. You better be able to sing. Yeah. And, and if you're not the best singer, you wanna be you know, known for being great dancers, great performers, good songs. That's mm-hmm. fine. There's clearly room for that in the music world and, oh, and in sure. K-pop. Yeah. Just, um, I think that was the wrong choice. Their team kind of did the wrong choice. Mm-hmm. And because they don't normally do that, there were probably heightened nerves. And oh, that's, you could it, tell how nervous like they, they were. were very nervous. Yeah. 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 This was something they weren't comfortable yeah. with. And that read to the yep. viewers. So I think just work, 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 work on those vocal harmonies and live performance. Mm -hmm. They have the talent there that they can get a lot better at that type of performance. Mm -hmm. This exposed that they're not quite there yet. They're so strong when they're doing not shy, Mm -hmm. cool dance moves. Now you've got to hone in on this a little bit. So yeah, I thought that that stood out to me as well, but love Itzy and what they do well, they do better than almost every other group. So right. no shade there at all. That just wasn't the right song choice at this point for them. Okay. So yeah, lots of fun online concerts. This weekend, Pentagon is doing one. And I just became the biggest Pentagon fan when we reviewed them. So I'm looking forward to that. But I think Stray Kids are going to be hard to beat. That yeah. was, 
I'll be talking about that for a while to anyone who has to be around me. That was really, really, really cool. Let's get Mm -hmm. into some news. I think we're at that time of the episode. We mentioned that BTS won two American Music Awards. So that was a, they're having a massive week. All the ARMY have to be enjoying this week. There's so much content and I think we're all going to celebrate we're going to be celebrating this Grammy mm-hmm. nomination for so a much year. To um, I feel bad yeah. for everyone else because you know ARMY yeah. is going to go big with that. Um, yeah. Twice is releasing an English version of I Can't Stop Me. So that'll be great. They usually release the English versions, I've noticed, like a month later, like with more and more I Can't Stop Me. And they do a really good job with that. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that'll sound great because we both love the Korean version. I'm still dance into that song um, so good your boy Taman picked up a show win for idea Jabu. yeah he was up against g friend and twice and we know how strong those songs are and how they've charted in korea so that's a big win for Taman. visit soul has a really fun new promo going with k-pop groups we we're aware of it i know that like people are tweeting about it and talking about it because different k-pop groups kind of take you around the city and do different challenges and kind of show all the different areas in the culture of Seoul. So that's smart. I think that's just smart for tourism and that's smart. It educates us. It educates outsiders on different stuff in Seoul and Korea and being such passionate fans of K-pop, we eat that stuff up. So that's something to maybe check out if you haven't already, but a tease and stray kids NCT, Idol, The Boys, all of them are involved. So pretty cool. Speaking of NCT, there was a printing error that delayed the physical copies of Resonance Part 2. So SM announced this week that if you got the album and you want to return it when the new one comes out, you're welcome to. I haven't gotten my album, so I have no clue what they're talking about, but I guess there was a printing error, so. I bet you there'll be like some crazy collectible one day because there's an error in them. Right, exactly. I wouldn't give that back. Keep them. (laughs) (laughs) And I liked, NCT's been doing so much content, and they did that one thing where each member had to answer all those questions. Who do you want to go on vacation with? Who do you think is the most stylish, best dancer? I loved it because they were all very honest. They weren't like, oh, I don't know. I like them all. They all gave like really quick answers, but I thought it was funny when they had to pick their favorite member that Win-Win came up so many times. Everyone loves him. They all love him. It was so cute. Like, and you can see in NCT world, we talked about that last week. They had another episode this week. We don't have to dissect it for you, but there was a moment where there was a joke about like picking your own teams and Haitian within 0.1 0.1 seconds. It's like win-win, win-win, my love. And then they all and they all run to win-win and like clutch him. I love seeing Aww. that because I think Woodwood's so sweet. And we know SM doesn't give him a lot of love when it comes to lines and songs and things of that nature. So I'm not crazy to be obsessed with win-win right now. Clearly the rest of the members are. So that was cute. I liked that. There's talk of an exemption for BTS for military service. Not an exemption, but putting it off for two years. They're going to pass something that says if you make like a substantial contribution to the economy of Korea, that you can put it off for two years, something like that. I mean, don't quote me. I don't have the story in front of me, but that was news this week. It makes sense. I'm not sure how I feel about it, though, because I feel like 
it seems almost like a class yeah. system. Like these people are more important than you. Well, they already do it with athletes and classical musicians. It's just weird that they wouldn't do it for K-pop. Yeah, because K-pop brings in a lot more money. I mean, I think if they still have to serve, if they're just pushing it back two years, that makes sense. Because some of these guys are at the height of their K-pop career when they have to go and it does screw things up for the group. I yeah. just feel a little bit like devil's advocate, like, but that sucks for all the groups that are hurting right now who didn't get that option. EXO didn't get that option. Well, yeah, the athletes, the athletes and the classical pianists get exempt from going at all. You know, ex- which for athletes, put it fair. off to the 30. Like, yeah. why should they not have to go at all? Yeah, it just seems, I don't like anything that says you're more important than yeah. these people, so therefore you don't have to serve, but they do. Nah, that's not fair. Everyone should have to serve. Like we talked about, like Elvis went when he was at the height of his popularity. He was Elvis Presley and he served. Like, there's honor in serving your country and your fame or socioeconomic status, in my opinion, shouldn't be a factor. It's a class system that I don't like. I mean, in Israel, males and females. Exactly. Have Everyone. To serve. You serve for a couple of years, it gives you tremendous pride in your country. You're also you're doing a service. Like mm-hmm. I I understand why it sucks. And for us selfishly as K-pop fans, it's very sad when it's enlistment time for our favorite idols. But I just don't like saying these people are more important than the average person. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. That makes me feel a certain type of way. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Don't know how I feel about that. I get it. Just leaves a weird taste in my mouth. I don't know. <laughs> so next week we have Got Seven. Got Seven's comeback. The single is out. Obviously, I've listened to watch the music video, but we're gonna do that next week so we can talk about the whole album. Kai, our Super M XO guy, his yes. his solo debut is next week. So I know you're so excited about that. I am so excited. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I cannot. I'm like waiting with bated breath. You have no I idea. Know. I'm sure you have. I idea. do. I do. It's like when Bacon <laughs> releases anything yes. and I just oh die. Uh. And then in Hypen, they're probably the most anticipated debut of the year because there was a reality show picking the members. That's big hit. So that's their new rookie group. They debut next week. So we have a lot to talk about with you guys next week. Apologies that this episode was long, but you know, when our favorites all have comebacks on the same day, we've got a lot to go over. We have a lot to talk about. Before we get to song of the week, we once again just want to say happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving at a time to count your blessings and focus on gratitude. We are always so grateful for the queendom and grateful that you're listening with us and communicating with us. We're really happy to have this community and we don't take you for granted. So whether it's your first time listening or you're one of our longtime listeners and members of the queendom, thank you. Thank you for welcoming us into your homes, into your life. Reach out to us anytime. It's why we're doing this. We want to have a conversation and interaction. So give us a follow NYC K-pop Queens. I'm so thankful for K-pop this year for this podcast and for you, Charity. Uh, Me too. (laughs) A lot to be thankful and grateful for this year. Count your blessings. Let's do our song of the week. I don't know what you're going to pick. Usually I can kind of be like, okay, this is what this person's picking. I changed mine last minute. I've gone back and forth between a few this week, but Charity, let's do yours first. What is your song of the week? My song of the week is My Everything. I have listened to that so much. I just thought it was so beautiful. I love their voices. It just, oh, I loved it. I loved it so much. 
Let's do a clip and let everyone hear My Everything by NCT Charity's Song of the Week. warms my heart so pretty so pretty vocal kings they can all sing so well really beautiful really less is more just beautiful Mm -hmm. love it love it okay my song of the week pick I went back and forth but I was gonna choose blue and gray I love that song that was my standout song that was the song that I I think is just so great on this BTSB album but I thought you know it's Thanksgiving week It's been a tough year for everyone. Maybe I'm not going to pick a melancholy, sad song. (laughs) Maybe everyone's not wallowing in self-pity or having a tough day. And if they are, sometimes it's nice to have a more upbeat song. So I decided to go with Stay by BTS. It's a great song. This is just a great BTS, upbeat, EDM-tinged song. I like it. I think it sets a nice vibe for a happy, nice Thanksgiving weekend with my family. So hopefully you all feel the same way and you can appreciate it too. Let's listen to a quick clip of Stay by BTS. That's a fun song. I mean, that's just, it's a great yeah, song. Yeah, I love so it. good. We, we might've sounded like we were hard on BTS today, but it's my song of the week. It's great. It's a lot of good stuff. Our expectations just sometimes get in the way, but as a fan, take away the critic side. As a fan, I love that song and I'm so yeah. proud of them and excited for them. Another awesome week with you, Charity. New York City K-pop queens. We're 27 episodes in. I can't believe it. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. We will be here next week. Every Thursday night, new episodes drop. Please join us. Give us a follow, NYC K-Pop Queens. We hope you are all healthy and happy, wishing a lot of love, joy, and right now, most importantly, health for you and your family. Stay healthy. Take care of yourselves. And we will see you next week. Bye.